You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. What country famously broke away from England to start their own country in the late 1700s? I have no idea, man. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> what are we celebrating on the 4th of July? Exactly? Our independence. A little more specific. It's the day that we overtook the South. And it's the day that, um, it's our independence. It's, that's why we have the fight. From the South. From the South, exactly. So it was the victor of the Civil War? Yes. Fourth of July? Yes. The Declaration of Independence was signed by who? I don't know. Just name one person. Um... Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Not? What year was that declaration? Was it 1964? <laughs> 1984? 1984? 1984? Oh, I don't know. No. 1864? 1864. I don't know. This country, no wonder this country's in trouble. <laughs> okay. What country did we declare our independence from? Help me, baby. Nope, just you. You're on your own. Um, California. California. From. Oh, from. We declared independence from a certain country, which is why we celebrate Fourth of July. What country was that? I don't have no idea. You're going to be celebrating, though. Yes. Yes. But you don't know what you're celebrating. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's tonight's homework. Okay. okay thank, you. thank you. Back in. The- Okay, welcome to Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. That was Mark Dice uh, down at the beach. Uh, He's actually down here in San Diego. He was uh, interviewing people. I hope you know more about the 4th of July than than, uh, the people he just interviewed. My guest today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Audrea Taylor. Audrea, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Yeah, and part of the reason I have Audrea on the show today is she knows a lot more about this stuff than those people that we were talking about down there. Uh, That's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) huh, Audrea? (laughs) <laughs> oh man, it makes your stomach turn when you when you look at the state of education in America. That that those are some of the answers that are be get, be, being given. Right oh, now. It, it's it's awful. It just drives me crazy. But um, let me tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you, Audrea. Uh, brag on you a little bit, um, Audrea. Uh, you're you're 20 years old. Is that right? I just turned 21 a couple uh, months ago. Okay, so you just turned 21, and uh, she is already the president of an organization that is advancing. Uh, conservative principles and um, letting people, you know, she's engaging the millennial generation with the issues that matter in the country that are affecting all of us. Her website is imtomorrow.com. That's I M two, the number two, Morrow, M O R O.com. And she uh, was working for Glenn Beck for a little while. Uh, she was been on the Roger Hedgecock show. 
She's been on numerous uh, media outlets, including uh, KUSI News, Fox 5 News, The Rick Amato Show. Uh, she's been on David Barton's Wall Builders program. And um, she's, she speaks all over the country. So if you're out there looking for a good, young, conservative Christian who uh, loves the Lord and really has a firm grip on what it means uh, to be a Christian and also to be a conservative uh, in our nation, um, she is fantastic. Uh, I can't recommend her highly enough. She just finished writing a book with um, my pastor here in San Diego, Pastor Jim Garlow. Uh, the book's title is Well Versed. And uh, Audrea, can you tell us a little bit about your role there in, uh, in helping Pastor Garlow write that book? Absolutely. So I just assisted him in completing the book, and it's well-versed, like you said, biblical answers to today's tough issues. And so the book basically covers about 30 issues uh, that are relevant to us today in culture and society. And as Christians, how are we to respond? You know, gay marriage, gender identity, abortion, and then more complicated things, debt and taxes and immigration and refugees, and what's the biblical response? to these issues. And so each chapter is just a few pages. And the idea is that you can pick this book up and use it almost as a reference book, flip to the chapter or the issue that you have a question on or that you're grappling with. And the hope here is that we can shed some some biblical light on these issues that our world's facing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there are so many things that people are completely confused on. And um, I mean, I work with high school students and a lot of them are completely unaware. And then Mark Dice here, he's, mm-hmm. he's interviewing um, oftentimes adults who are uh, completely unaware, and yet the decisions that are going to be made uh, by the next president are uh, going to impact us in very practical ways. So it's, it's exactly right. It's not as if these are, these are issues that, oh, well, you know, that's far away, that's in D.C., doesn't, doesn't matter to us. Um, what caused you to get so involved in politics at such a young age? How, how, why do you have such a passion for this? Yeah, you know, I was at a conference in Washington, D.C., the Values Voter Summit, and I was actually there performing with my choir at the time in in junior high. And it made an impression on me to hear speaker after speaker, some of our nation's brightest leaders, say that everything would come down to the next generation Mm. and the decisions that the future generations would make. And I remember looking around this room of about a thousand people thinking, who is here from the next generation? Mm-hmm. And realizing that the percentages were not millennials, it was not in favor of the next generation being represented in the conversation and the discussion that we were having of how best to move forward in our country. And that was, was coupled with this passion that I began to develop for a biblical worldview. And what does it look like for our faith? to be applied to every area of our lives. And one of my favorite quotes is by Chuck Colson, and he says, in every action we take, we're either helping to create a hell on earth or helping to bring down a foretaste of heaven. We're either contributing to the broken condition of the world or participating with God and transforming the world to reflect his righteousness. And it's one of my favorite quotes because in everything we do, we're either moving in one direction or the other. And I think politics and government is not ex- from that. And so my passion has been, what does it look like for the next generation to embrace a biblical worldview in the sphere of government and politics? So it's just been years of, of kind of learning and, and um, pressing into scripture and God's word and, and seeing what uh, scripture has to say on these issues that our world's dealing with today. Absolutely. 
I love that. I love that quote you gave by Chuck Colson. I, I, I heard somebody uh, say something very similar. Uh, every decision is a step in a direction. And uh, we can really evaluate our decisions based on that. Um, as mm. Christians and as individuals, we we can look at every decision we make and say, okay, which which direction is this taking me? Closer to God's perspective or closer to the world's perspective? So that, that is an excellent quote. Exactly right. There's no such thing as being stagnant. And that's something I tell a lot of millennials that I'm, I'm with, and you probably face the same thing. There's this idea that we can just kind of coast. And, and it's not the case. We're either moving in a direction, um, one direction or, or the other. There's no such thing as just remaining in the same place. Yeah, and we're interesting se- concept. Yeah, we're seeing that today. Uh, what do you feel uh, are the issues that are most pressing as far as, um, you know, in this upcoming elect- election, we're going to be choosing between Trump or Hillary, it looks like. Um, so what do you think are the biggest decisions that are going to be made that are going to impact uh, the next four years, the next eight years uh, for us? What what issues come to your mind as, as being the most important? You know, there's definitely a lot of big issues that we look at the economy and we look at even a lot of the social issues. One of the biggest things that I think we're going to face is the Supreme Court nomination. Mm-hmm. And when we look at how many Supreme, Supreme Court justices potentially could be appointed by the next president, it, it really is frightening in a lot of ways. I've heard as many as five Supreme Court justices. I think three is probably a a fair estimate could potentially be appointed under the next administration. And so when we look at the rulings that and the power that the Supreme Court has, look at Roe v. Wade and the influence that has had. The ruling that just came down last week on abortion, uh, striking down Texas uh, abortion laws that would actually protect women just saying that it needs to be um, done in a safe uh, environment and safe procedures and all of that. We're seeing those kinds of bills struck down uh, in the Supreme Court. And so what's interesting about those decisions is obviously those dictate the course that America takes. And so I I think to me, that's one of the biggest things that comes down to a Trump or a Hillary ticket. Yeah. My guest today is Audrea Taylor of I'm Tomorrow. She is a young conservative Republican Christian And uh, we're going to be right back and talk about this. You're also going to get to hear Mark Dice interview people and ask if they support Hillary's plan to repeal the Bill of Rights. So stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Desiree Burgess and her team at HeartsandPearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover HeartsandPearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at HeartsandPearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. One of Hillary Clinton's primary campaign promises is to repeal the Bill of Rights to help with the New World Order. Do you think it's time we get behind her and support the repeal? I think it is. I think we need change like they've been promising us for so many years. I think it's time to get behind Hillary Clinton and, and do support her repeal and support the bill of her. Yes, I really they're, do. They're just too old. I think two hundred years. You old. can't. You can't have the, the the rules of yesteryear. Now, those we're, freedoms we're, are just so outdated. It's so we much has changed. So much has changed. People have changed. There's just we're, we were just, we live in a different we world were just now. Checking to see if the Hillary Clinton supporters uh, support the plan to repeal the bill. I of support it. You support I support it. Okay. I sure do. Thank you. Have a good day. Her plan to repeal the Bill of Rights, about time we do that for her? I think it's a good time to look at it, for good sure. Good time to look at repealing the Bill of Rights for Hillary? Good time to look at it, right. Hillary Clinton's primary campaign platform is to uh, repeal the Bill of Rights, to move America forward. Do you think that's a good campaign promise? Do you think that we should get beho- behind her, regardless of what political party you're with, to support the repeal of the Bill of Rights? I do. I think so. Obviously, you're Hillary. I, Hillary I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in between. I'm a, I'm a little Democrat and I'm a little Republican. I, I'm not the extreme of either or. So, but you do support Hillary Clinton. I do. And so, you do support the plan to repeal the Bill of Rights. Her, yes. her big promise to move America forward. Yes. Just checking. We're just interviewing Hillary Clinton supporters to see if, if they agree with her primary campaign platform of repealing the Bill of Rights. So that you do support that. I do. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, that was Mark Dice um, down here in San Diego. We're kind of promoting him today. You can check him out on YouTube. He is interviewing people, asking these ridiculous questions. Um, And uh, my name is Kevin Conover. You're on Educate for Life Radio. My guest today is Audrea Taylor of imtomorrow.com. That's I-M-2, the number two, morrow, M-O-R-O.com. And she is educating people. So, uh, Audrea, uh, does Hillary have a plan to repeal the Bill of Rights? No, she does not. Isn't that which crazy? What's amazing is that these people actually give an opinion. Yeah. Instead of saying, I don't know, or I haven't heard of it, oh my they, gosh. they give an opinion, which is uh, incredible. Mark Dice's videos and Jimmy Kimmel, when they do these men on the streets, it's, it's incredible to see yeah. these people's responses. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. It. 
he started playing like sad music in the background of his videos because it's funny, but it's incredibly depressing. You're kind of like, how is this possible? What hope is there for us if... Oh, you laugh and you cry at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Awful. Yeah. Now, what does this have to do with public schools? I mean, this is... Um, mm-hmm. Now, now you went... You were, you were homeschooled, is that correct? I was. I was homeschooled. Do you, so I, I, do you I have an opinion about the public, the public school system and what needs to be done I, there? I do. You know, this video, as I was listening to it, it made me think of this example, really, that's come out of Louisiana. And there was a representative in Louisiana who wanted to pass a bill requiring students in school to recite the first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. Mm. The part that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. That with that basic phrase that most of us know about, right? Yeah. They actually pushed back saying that the Declaration is now a racist document and should not be taught in schools. That's incredible. And this is in the state of Louisiana. So when we hear videos like the one you just played by Mark Dice of, of people thinking that Hillary is going to appeal, repeal the Bill of Rights, um, and these man on the street videos, of, they have no idea the context of history and what these documents actually say and what they mean because we're removing them from our schools. So I give millennials and even people that I hear a man on the street interviews a lot of grace because I think they weren't taught. They don't have the right information. And I'm a firm believer that when the right information is delivered, people grasp onto that. But yeah, I really believe that it hasn't been taught and it hasn't been told. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I think that, um, you know, by and large, people want the same thing. They want uh, they want healthy families. They want people to experience joy. They want good mm-hmm. uh, a, a good economy. Uh, but it's about, OK, what is going to get us there? What's going to take us um, to the best situation? I think I think um, a lot of people don't realize that the conservative arguments, the free market uh, capitalism, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders was taken off because he was advocating socialism. And uh, how is it possible that people think socialism uh, could be successful when we see what's happening in Venezuela with uh, people not even being able to buy their basic foods uh, and and, and people starving to death? But it's because people aren't being taught. Like you said, it's because people aren't being taught what they need to be taught in the uh, in the public schools. That's exactly right. And and they're they're latching on to these sound bites. We heard some of the people in the video you just played say, I want to be part of change and, and talk about kind of this idea of progressing forward and not backwards. And these ideas are from 200-year-old documents that aren't relevant to us today. And it's interesting because when we look at even the rhetoric from the right and the left, Democrats are very good at communicating in a way that says, hope, change, progress, forward, right? Mm-hmm. So campaign slogans forward. And conservatives tend to say, preserve, restore all ideas that to millennials sound like we're reverting back or we're moving backwards rather than forwards. Yeah. So I think part of it does come down to these people have latched onto sound bites uh, that really aren't, like you said, encompassing history. And when you talk about socialism in Venezuela, ideas that uh, we can see played out in various parts of the world and throughout history. It's amazing. Yeah. It's funny because one of the guys that, um, Mark Dice interviews is a black guy and he says he's for repealing uh, the Bill of Rights. And and yet that's what <laughs> that's what grants him the liberty that uh, that he so desires, you know, and so, so insane. Yeah. And so people are completely uninformed. Uh, do you think that your generation um, that, that a lot of the people are choosing the Democrat position 
because they're uninformed? Do you think that's what's happening? What do you see from your perspective in your generation? Yeah, I think in large part they're uninformed. I'll tell you, I sat in a, a college classroom, small Christian private college. Most people would identify as almost a Bible college. And I was shocked. I was in a communications class that we had an entire chapter in a communications class that was devoted to talking about how good communism was. And there was, in in the text, it talked about the evil of capitalism. Nowhere in the text did it, did it tell the students how many people the idea of, of, not an idea, but actually the implementation of communism has killed Mm. the millions of lives that have been taken. It was totally one-sided. And, you know, when I brought it to the the professor in the classroom, I I challenged her. And and you said said this was a Bible college? Yep, this is a small Christian private college. I won't tell you the name because it's it's in your own backyard. Oh, goodness. But I will tell (laughs) you that this is not unique to my university. I've Mm. spoken to millennials all over the country that are in Christian private schools and secular schools. We expect it from secular schools. But Christian private universities, this is what's being taught. Christian schools use the same textbooks as many secular universities. And unless you have a really good professor that catches this stuff, it's not communicated. And so my point in, in telling you this story is that we're surprised when millennials then support ideas like Bernie Sanders endorsed, socialistic or communistic ideas. But we shouldn't be because that's what's being taught in our classrooms. And so Mm -hmm. it gets back to worldview. We have to communicate that worldview all the way down to the form of government and politics and the way that our faith interacts with the world. And and I was really surprised to see that even in Christian settings, we're, we're not clearly communicating what a worldview looks like lived out. And so we'll pray before class, and we'll read our daily scripture verse for that class period, and then we read secular text that says communism is good and a free market system is bad. And I think that's why millennials are supporting the ideas we are today. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and I, I think that what you're saying is exactly correct. You have people that are Christians who are literally in Christian classrooms and like you said, they're they're saying a prayer, and then they're moving on to teaching things that are completely secular, uh, void of exactly right. uh, uh, void of a biblical worldview. And uh, so here we have these Christians embracing views that are completely contrary to Scripture, because like you said, they're not integrating what the Bible teaches with mm-hmm. uh, with their lives. It's it's kind of separating right? separation of quote church and state, right? So uh, exactly right, which is awful. But uh, my guest today is Audrea Taylor. Um, I highly recommend you connect with her if you haven't. She has a uh, nonprofit, imtomorrow.com, and uh, you can book speakers. Uh, you can book her, and uh, you can also get educated and begin to change the culture and influence the culture and help them understand um, how the Bible interacts with every area of our lives, uh, not just on Sundays at church, but politically, economically. Uh, in every avenue, uh, psychologically, everything. So you're on Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we're going to be right back, and Mark Dice is going to interview people on Martin Luther King, the first African-American to walk on the moon. We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. As you probably saw in the news, uh, Martin Luther King passed away this morning. So... It's one of my favorite speeches. Are the Kennedy be, speech, uh, his speech, and uh, Lincoln, four score. And are you going to be going to the uh, memorial uh, for Martin Luther King? This is the first I heard about it. I didn't watch the news. I don't even know where it's going to be. Yeah, he j- news just came. He just passed away this morning of uh, of a coronary, age of ninety three. Oh, but that's, that's not so bad. Made it to ninety three. That's so. good. Martin Luther King, the first first African American to, to walk in the moon passed away this morning uh well, just getting people's reactions to the, his legacy the black what can people. i say it's a was a good man no um hope there's more people like him a good role model for, for african-american astronauts for everybody for everybody yeah that's yeah. a good person day yeah all right do you think maybe they'll make a holiday for him maybe you know you never know this world's crazy they do a, they do a lot of crazy uh-huh. stuff but maybe a martin luther king holiday someday right yeah hopefully to commemorate the, hope the astronauts we, hope we don't work that day too so yeah get the day off. that's all that really matters <laughs> and right? they pay it <laughs> okay. martin luther king first african-american yep. to be put on mount rushmore obviously a huge step yep. in america uh how much more do we have to go until we're you know, I know. I think a long ways. But when, I mean, wouldn't you agree? At least, yes. Putting putting him. I mean, when they when they put him on the on the face of Mount Rushmore. Yes. When they put Martin Luther King on the face of Mount Rushmore, a, a huge step for right. American uh, racial equality. Wouldn't you say? I would say. Well, thank it's you very like, much. You bet. Thank you. Martin Luther King, huge legacy for America, a, a, a favorite general in the Confederate Army giving the Gettysburg Address still uh, played today. Any any thoughts on how close we are to finally achieving the dream of eradicating racism? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, there's still stuff going on in different parts of the country, like the whole, what is that, Missouri thing? The Missouri thing. The police shooting, oh, you know. The- 
that whole mess. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's better than what it was. So we'll see. I guess. I mean, I don't... It's... okay. That was Mark Dice interviewing people down at the beach, and uh, pretty amazing how much people don't know their history. Edmund Burke, uh, he was a British-Irish philosopher and statesman. He said, those who don't know their history are destined to repeat it. My guest today is Audrea Taylor of imtomorrow.com. She's the founder. And Audrea, you actually were involved in um, a Restoring Unity uh, event in Birmingham, Alabama. Is that correct? That is, yes. We we gathered in Birmingham. It was uh, Glenn Beck, Alveda King. There was a group of us that gathered, and there was about 20,000 people that marched the streets last August just in a, in a unity walk. And it is amazing to see that, that many people don't know uh, even the history of Martin Luther King. They, they love to quote him, yeah. tout him. We saw that kind of in, in all the Ferguson and, and the the riots between the police and and all the shootings that have happened. And so we responded to that in August with, with a unity march. But it's amazing to see people don't know the true true history today. Yeah, and and it's it's incredible because, um, like Edmund Burke's saying, it's, it's really true that if you don't understand these issues, you're going to repeat them again. And that, that, I think, is also what we were talking about last segment, why we have a huge amount of uh, young people, millennials and others, who were supporting Bernie Sanders, even though he's talking about democratic socialism, they don't understand the tie of socialism to communism, communism to fascism, and these sorts of things. And so exactly right. you end up with people saying, um, yeah, I support uh, the repeal of the Bill of Rights. I mean, talk about uh, suicide. You, you want to commit <laughs> suicide oh. with your, your generation and lose all your rights. It's just unbelievable to me. Oh, it is. There was, there was a, as I was listening to your videos, there's been so many that, have been so disturbing. There's a, a one that Timmy Kimmel did asking people if uh, how they felt about Martin Luther King endorsing Donald Trump for president. Oh, Someone that's not even alive today. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's amazing that they, they tout him uh, for many of their social justice uh, reforms, yet people don't understand who he is or what he stood for. And, and many people even referred to him as as uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, but he was a reverend. He was a pastor first. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how history gets twisted. And that's one of the things we encourage people at I'm Tomorrow. Read for yourself, discover for yourself, um, delve deep uh, into scripture and into historical writings, original documents for yourself. That's some of the work we do with, with David Barton at Wall Builders, because if, if you don't understand history, if you don't know it, and if you don't understand how your faith interacts, then you will become subject to political agendas or to ignorance, both. And that's really frightening. Yeah, I mean, uh, ignorance is bliss uh, for a short amount of time, and then <laughs> yes. and, and then you get taken advantage of. And, um, you know, I, we're, we're experiencing that right now in California. It's really sad to see with uh, SB 1146, they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to mandate that all Christian colleges... Uh, do not uh, are not allowed to ask their students to sign a statement of faith. They're not allowed to ask them to go to chapel. Um, they're not allowed to make that commitment. And and it, right now it looks like it's going through. It's really a, a very sad thing and probably one of the most uh, tyrannical uh, efforts mm-hmm. in our country to silence Christians. Oh, it absolutely is. And what's amazing is to see really how easily it looks like it's progressed 
through the the process in California, the legislative process. Yeah, bar- barely a fight, you know. Barely a fight, and I was speaking at Biola actually over a week ago at Summit Ministries, and we were talking about this bill. Mm. And I was communicating to the millennials there that there really will be two camps of people. We look at Biola and Concordia, and there's been a handful of universities, Christian universities, that have spoken out against this and that have taken a stand and said, we're standing for our First Amendment religious liberty rights to educate as we see according to our faith. And what I communicated to them was this is an issue that you, like we talked about in the first segment, you have to take a stand on. Because if you're silent on this issue of religious liberty, being able to educate according to your faith or your religious convictions, you either are for that or you're not. And all the Christian universities in California that are silent on this issue, that did not lobby, and I and I use that term strongly, did not really uh, push and defend their beliefs in to Congress and to the legislative branches um, in in Sacramento were part of seeing this push through. And it, it comes down to the fact that we were ignorant for so long, and even the people we elected in California. And it's amazing to see how easily this has been passed through. And I don't I don't see how if this if this really goes through, and it looks like it will, how Christian universities will be able to stay in the state is is frightening. They're slowly being silenced. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's like a nightmare coming true. It's a bizarre phenomenon. Uh, I when I was in high school, I, I never imagined that this would be the case. Uh, that this is where we would head. Um, I knew things mm. were going in a bad direction, but I didn't think that uh, this was possible. And to see how quickly um, these things are happening is really stunning too. Um, th- these changes, and so mm-hmm. it's so important that young people, uh, your generation. And those older and younger begin to get informed and begin to make a difference. Because the one thing we do know is that uh, when the Lord is on our side, when the Lord knows we're ca- we care, we're passionate, we're in prayer, um, that God will do big things. And it just it doesn't take a, a gigantic amount of people, but it takes people that are dedicated and committed and educated about the truth and uh, the word of God and how we can influence culture and society in that regard. My guest today is Audrea Taylor. Exactly right. She is with imtomorrow.com, and she is a passionate 21-year-old who is going all over the country speaking, and uh, I can't encourage you to get in touch with her more. Um, she is uh, very, very educated on these issues. So uh, if you're looking for somebody to communicate this stuff, please uh, look her up and connect with her. And we're going to be right back. We've got a few more segments left. We're going to continue to talk about the differences between Trump and Hillary uh, from a young person's perspective uh, who is plugged in here. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. 
Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Cause we were taught that's who we are. You probably saw Hillary Clinton has promised to lower the standard of living if she gets elected. Do you think that's long overdue? Yeah. Actually, I don't really Hold know on. what that means. Hold on, what are her answers? <laughs> Um, I think the standard of living should be lower because I like to go to the bars and you drink like the alcohol and drink for alcohol. lower. Okay. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hey, let her answer. Hillary Clinton obviously is promising to lower the standard of living if she's elected. Are, are you looking forward to that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a good campaign platform to be running on to, yeah. to lower the standard yeah. of living? Yeah. Yeah. You think Hillary Clinton's the woman to finally do that for America? Maybe. Take the baton from Obama and continue the, the plan of lowering the standard of living? Maybe. Uh, I guess. Thank you. Well, the, the news is that Hillary, as you probably saw, Hillary Clinton has promised to lower the standard of living if she gets elected. Like how so? In what regard? Well, just through her economic policies. Are you looking forward to that? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen is Bernie Sanders is going to beat her in the primaries, and he's going to be our next president of the United States. So I feel feel strength with Bernie, and uh, he'll do better than Obama. But this is about Hillary Clinton. Oh, Hillary? Hillary? Hillary obviously is promising to lower the standard of living if she gets elected. Do you think that's a good campaign platform to stand on? You know, it works for her because it definitely fits her personality. But as an American, I don't think I could stand behind that. I might have to go with Trump, you know, if that's the case. This is for the news. It's a web segment for the news. You probably saw Hillary Clinton has promised to lower the standard of living if she gets elected. Are, Are you looking forward to that? Do you think she can keep that promise? You excited about the... Lower the standard. Lower the standard. I haven't, I don't really keep up with that. Hillary Clinton has promised to lower the standard of living if she gets elected. Do you think that that's long overdue? Uh, yes, definitely long overdue. Just to make it a little bit easier, lowering the standard of living. Do you think Hillary Clinton can keep- <laughs> Wait a minute, I just realized what you just Oh, asked. you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that was Mark Dice here in San Diego. He's... He's doing these uh, on-the-street interviews, uh, asking people about uh, Hillary uh, Clinton lowering the standard of living. Um, this is Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And uh, if you want to pick up a recording of this show, you can check it out on my website, educateforlife.org. Uh, you can also um, get past recordings. It's also a podcast on iTunes. It's also on YouTube. So love to have you check that out. And my guest today is Audrea Taylor of I'm Tomorrow. And um, Audrea... Uh, pretty, pretty uh, funny there. These people, I don't, I don't know if they don't These know what. Me sick. Yeah. These videos are making me sick, Kevin. <laughs> I'm I, glad that a few people finally caught on. And this yeah. One. Uh, there were a couple. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes man. I wonder if, if he. Pretty, 
if he's actually just picking out the people that say the most ridiculous things or if if this is, you know, a large group of people, because that, that makes me really sad. Uh, it is. Yeah. I'm glad that there was like, I don't know, 50% that realized that my favorite answer was, I think it fits Hillary's personality. I think it fits her personality. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. It is unbelievable. But yeah. one of the answers that stuck out to me was, uh, it sounded like maybe a millennial that said, I don't keep up with that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's the answer that, that we at I'm Smart get over and over again. I don't really do politics. And I don't really keep up with that stuff. You know what? I don't really know. And I was shocked. Even the recent terrorist attacks that have happened, yeah. you know, it, here in Florida and in other parts of the world. Yeah, Baghdad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A week after the one in Florida, I talked with a couple millennials and said, can you guys believe what's happened? And they said, what has happened? Yeah. I said, what do you mean? There was... You know, all these people that lost their lives in Florida to Islamic terrorists, and they didn't know about it. That's what's concerning. She's right. A lot of people don't keep up with that stuff. Yeah, and and, and the the problem is is that really this is not an option. Uh, We do not, uh, you know, our culture has so much um, affluence. We have so much money and so much entertainment, uh, so -hmm. much technology that what's happened is um, we have this gigantic menu of, of uh, ways we can spend our time every day and we just entertain ourselves to death uh, through, you know, exactly right. Sports or Facebook or whatever it might be. And we are, we are ultimately going to suffer for it. Right. It's exactly right. You, Kevin, it reminds me of the parable of the talents. And I think about how much we've been entrusted. God mm-hmm. has entrusted us. If we were born in America, if God placed us here, I believe he put us here for a reason and a purpose. And I look at, at the talents that God has entrusted us here. We have religious freedom. Uh, we have a free market economy where we can prosper. I look at all the things that he's given us. And I think God's going to look at what he's given us and even what he's given people in other parts of the world. I look at what Christians are doing in China and it's unbelievable to see what they're doing with the talents God's given them and, and where he's placed them in history. And I wonder if Christians in America are doing everything we can to be responsible stewards of what God's entrusted us with. And I think that as millennials and the next generation comes up, we have such a unique responsibility as every generation and every generation of the Christian church has had. We have that unique responsibility again in history. And I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what path our generation embraces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, you know, uh, I, I asked a, a kid to write some questions up who he's a, he, he typically leans left Democrat. Most of the kids at the school that I teach at um, over at Shadow Mountain here in San Diego uh, would lean conservative Republican uh, if they're informed. Mm-hmm. But um, this this kid uh, wrote up a couple of questions and I Love wanted to it. address these to you. He says um, he says, are you aware that Mr. Trump has donated generous amounts to the Clintons over the years and has only recently switched sides? Is it possible that Mr. Trump is a secret liberal? How would you respond to that question? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good observation. You know, he's he's absolutely right. Trump has. And then I'll tell you that Trump was not the first choice of a lot of of Christians, religious mm-hmm. leaders. And yeah. and he's right. Your student is right. You know, Trump has has flip flopped on abortion and he has supported candidates, including Hillary Clinton, on both sides of the aisle. And I absolutely am not going to shy away from that. And I struggled with with Trump, I, I wish that he had a better record to run on. What's recently 
uh, swayed my opinion and belief on the situation is the Supreme Court. And we touched on this earlier. Yeah. But we, uh, the Supreme Court will, will create the trajectory of America for the next 50 years. And, and my hope is that Trump surrounds himself with, with leaders like any good CEO would do, and hopefully religious leaders. I was at the meeting with Trump in New York a couple of weeks ago with a thousand evangelical leaders. My hope is that he listens to them. I don't know that he will. My hope is that he does, but I know for a fact that Hillary Clinton will not. Her ideology is set, and we know what it is, and we know what it looks like. So to your student, I would say he's right. We know that when we look at candidates from a Christian perspective, there is no perfect candidate because we're all sinful. So until Jesus runs for office, this is what we're we're dealing with. Yeah. But I do think we have to ask the question, and my pastor in Dallas puts it well, what path is this person on? Are they moving towards righteousness or away from it? And and on a on a grid or on a scale, we have to somehow measure that. And and what I have been saying to a lot of millennials, and I would say this to your student as well, you know, compare the candidates against a biblical worldview. Uh, and then vote according to that worldview. And if it means writing in a candidate, I'm more for that than I am for not voting. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. voting for someone that, that goes directly against our biblical ideology. It's yeah, a good we, question, we can't. We cannot afford to sit on the sidelines and just say, oh, no. well, I'm not going to do anything. So my guest today is Audrea Taylor, uh, 21 years old, uh, having a traumatic, uh, a dramatic, not traumatic, dramatic <laughs> influence on our culture already. And uh, we're praying for her that God would bless her. And we got one more segment left. We're going to contrast her views on Trump and Hillary. And uh, we'll be right back. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. What political party is President Obama affiliated with? I think he's a Democrat, he's a Republican. I don't know. I really don't care. No, it's not important, man. We got weed to smoke. Exactly. <laughs> How'd you know? Hey. What uh, political party is Barack Obama affiliated with? God, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, seriously? I don't know, man. We're talking about the Lord Barack Obama. Uh-huh. What political party is he affiliated with, the Messiah? Um, I would think the Democrat Party, I guess. Is that a guess or do you do you guess? Know? Yeah, I don't got time. Man. Appreciate it. Oh, okay, don't have time. Okay, there it is. I don't got time. You're on Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and we're talking about that was Mark Dice. We're talking about politics today. We're talking about the upcoming election, Trump and Hillary. And uh, you know this this guy, Mark Dice. He's down at the beach interviewing people, and this seems to be a common theme. I don't have time uh, to to think about these issues. I don't really care. Uh, you know, it just it, as if it has no impact on our lives. And, uh, you know, I think we've been had so much affluence in this country for so long that many of us have kind of sat back on the sidelines and said, you know what? Somebody else will take care of this issue. Somebody else will, will deal with these things. Somebody else will write, will vote for the right person. Somebody else will stand up for religious liberty. And and so what's happened is um, we are gradually losing the freedoms that we have enjoyed for so long in this country. My guest today is Audrea Taylor. And uh, she is the president of I'm Tomorrow. She's 21, already well involved in the game and uh, and making a difference out here, sharing the truth. Audrea, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Kevin. Loving talking with you. Yeah. And, and so with these issues, as you're going around the country and you're speaking on these issues, do you feel like it's making an impact? Do you feel like uh, young people are waking up to these issues and seeing that, hey, this isn't, um, you know, an ivory tower debate? These are real issues that... I, that are affecting us right now. Do you see a young Christian kids waking up? I do, Kevin. I really do. What, what we're seeing right now at I'm Tomorrow is that the dots have not been connected for millennials yet. So the, the correlation between politics and policies and government hasn't directly been uh, connected to their lives yet. Bernie Sanders did this uh, in some ways, when he talks about student loan debt and how that affects millennials. But we're finding overwhelmingly that when we connect biblical principles to current events and to world issues and we show millennials, this is what's been proven to work in history. And this is what scripture supports. And this is why it matters for us to be involved and it matters for us to have a biblical perspective and opinion. Millennials do get involved. I tell people all the time, I'm not political, but I care about a biblical worldview and you should too. And that's what we're finding. Millennials will not get on board with Republicans or Democrats, or they're never going to be the generation that, that suddenly becomes political. But I do believe that millennials care. And we're seeing overwhelmingly that millennials are compassionate. 
we volunteer more than any other generation before us at this point, at this age group in history. We give to charity in higher numbers than we've seen in a long time. And it's because millennials want to make a difference. So when we connect the dots for millennials and show them that politics and government and applying your biblical worldview to the world around you is a way to make a difference, millennials get on board, and that's been really exciting. That is, that's fantastic. Now, in the book, Well-Versed, you assisted uh, Dr. Jim Garlow, uh, Pastor Jim Garlow, my pastor here in San Diego at Skyline Church. Um, you know, you had a, a focus on the chapter, some of the chapters you had a focus on a lot here, but sexual orientation and gender identity, healthcare, debt the environment and climate mm-hmm. change, uh, these sorts of issues. Um, what, do you have the ability or do you think that if we communicate clearly to kids who are kind of on the fence about issues like sexual orientation and gender identity and healthcare and debt, what, what would you say? Uh, let's, let's pick, for example, the healthcare debate. What would you say to somebody to say, look, um, the, the policies enacted by Trump are going to be far better for you than the policies enacted by Hillary as it pertains to healthcare, what what would be your, be your argument in that regard? Absolutely. So when when we're talking to Christians and from a biblical worldview perspective, we talk about the the different spheres. There's the church sphere, there's the government sphere, and there's the family sphere, and each one has unique responsibilities and obligations. And I have said over and over again, not to blame the church, but only so we better understand the proper responsibilities and roles that each of these spheres have, that because we have not been caring for the poor and the needy and the sick as well, we've developed these problems that we see where, you know, Democrats tell stories of of people that didn't have health care and had nowhere to turn but to the government. And that's not bad because government filled a role that the church wasn't filling. We were no longer taking care of our local communities. Government has begin, begun to step in and encroach on the church's responsibilities. And so the first thing I would say is, is if we're talking uh, about these different roles, let's look at ideally what this would look like. Ideally, it would look like the churches and communities doing a better job to care for one another and to care for their neighbors. Now, what we have today is obviously a system where the government has stepped in to fill these roles. And it doesn't take a scientist to figure out that government has not done a good job historically of managing and handling uh, these departments. We look at when you go to get your driver's license, is that the most efficient system you've seen? No. When veterans can't get health care and are in these horrific circumstances and conditions, not having good health care, are they doing it well? No. One of the things I tell millennials is Congress has their own health care. Why don't they have have the one that they've offered to the American people? And the truth is it wasn't good enough, and they know that. So government doesn't do things well. We know that government does not grant rights, so they can't grant the rights of health care. They only protect rights. And so health care is one of those rights uh, that was not intended for government to handle or to protect. And we know that because it's not in the Constitution's enumerated powers. Mm -hmm. So I would say that government has has outstepped their jurisdiction and that there's ways for for community and church to better handle some of these issues that we're we're talking about. That's great. You know, um, if you're listening today, you can get tons more answers to all the difficult questions that are going to be continually uh, be coming up uh, until we get to the election in November. Uh, and that's in uh, Dr. Jim Garlow's book, Well-Versed. And Audrey Taylor was um, a key individual in helping him write that book. So um, also, what about the situation with debt? And 
Uh, how would you contrast how Hillary Clinton, if she were elected, is going to handle our debt versus how Trump is going to handle the debt? What What do you think? How would you contrast those two different uh, views? Well, you know, I think it comes down to is debt a problem? Is it not? We saw when Obama ran for office in 2008, he said that the debt that had run up was unpatriotic. And then we saw him go on to do nothing but add to the debt. And so both, you know, Trump and Hillary, it comes down to this ideology is it important uh, that we tackle this issue? And $19 trillion in debt is important. And it's vital to the economy that we begin to solve the issue of spending more than we take in. And so Trump has talked a lot about the economy and putting Americans back to work and the fact that um, jobs is an issue in America. Hillary is not as focused on that. And we can know not only from her words, but also from uh, the party that she's a part of and the ideology that she embraces, that's not something that matters to her. And we know even biblically that debt uh, is not biblical. And when we look at at the way our nation has run up this debt and continues on this path with with no thought of reining in it or getting it under control, it should be frightening. And it's one of those things that uh, our generation, the, the current generation might not experience it, but it absolutely is going to affect future generations. And we see economists on, on, on both sides of the aisle saying this is not sustainable. And that's something that we should be thinking about and, and millennials should be thinking about because it's going to affect our future when we have an economy that's that unstable. So listen to both candidates, Trump and Hillary, and compare it. Uh, their statements against against their records and against the ideologies that they claim to embrace. What other decision? You know, we have only you know a couple minutes left here. So, real quick, Audrea, what other things? What do you think are the biggest contrasts between Trump and Hillary that you feel are the most significant, and why it's so much so important to vote for Trump? Trump I'm sorry, Trump instead of Hillary. I think uh, one is an established. A politician, one is not. And I think it's important for people to remember Hillary Clinton has a record full of scandals. She stood by as as poor people lost their lives in Benghazi under her watch. And she and Bill also have a record of, of using their foundation, the Clinton Foundation. And for those that are listening, we don't have time to go into all of it, but do your research, understand the Clinton Foundation and follow the money. Uh, they have, she's used her position as Secretary of State uh, to have hundreds of millions of dollars funneled through her foundation. So when we look at the fraud, the fraud found in the in Hillary Clinton and her husband Bill is unbelievable, and they're not trustworthy. And so even when I compare that against Donald Trump, uh, it's important to realize that he's not a politician and Hillary Clinton is. And the second thing would be Hillary Clinton supports an ideology and belief that's in direct conflict with the biblical worldview. Mm, And so if you hold to scripture, you have to recognize the fact that she's not for life. She's not for marriage. And she will appoint people to the Supreme Court that are directly opposed to a biblical worldview. Our hope is that Trump doesn't do that. And we see that it looks like he's surrounding himself uh, with people that will advise according to a biblical worldview. Yeah. So let's let's pray for both of our leaders, despite whoever gets elected, that, that they uphold a biblical worldview. Yeah. Uh, my guest today is Audrea Taylor. And Audrea, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a huge blessing having you on. Thank you so much for having you're, me. You're welcome. And uh, we're going to be back next week. I'm Kevin Conover. This is Educate for Life Radio. Pick up a recording of the show at my website, educateforlife.org. You can also check us out on YouTube or iTunes. 
So uh, God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you next week. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all